If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can make money off your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So why don't you go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the K0MRD podcast, where I discuss ham radio for the prepping community. I hope you enjoy the show, so sit back, relax, and let's get on with it. Hello, ham radio operators, preppers, and everyone else listening today. I would like to welcome you to the K0MRD radio prepper podcast. On this podcast, I discuss communications for preppers before, during, and after SHTF situations. I would like to begin by stating why I've taken it upon myself to start this podcast as well as my small YouTube channel. I am K0MRD, and I've been an amateur radio operator since 2009. I hold a general class license from the FCC, and I enjoy amateur radio as both a hobby and a service. By service, I mean that I am willing and able to lend my expertise and assist in communication should it ever be needed. I'm also a prepper and have been since 1998. Unlike those television shows that were big for a while, you know the one I'm talking about. I do not prep for the end of the world as we know it. Instead, I prep for situations that can and do happen every day. And by, the, by that, I mean severe weather, auto accidents, job loss, that kind of thing. I do keep my eyes and ears open to the news to be aware of what's going on in the world because to do otherwise would be a disservice to yourself and your family. So... How does one become a ham radio operator? Well, it takes a bit of study, either self-study or you could take a technician's class. I'll get into that in a moment. The self-study, there are practice tests that you can take online for free at places like the ARRL.org, QRZ.com, or hamradioprep.com. These tests can be taken over and over for free until you score at least 80%. Okay? If you go to a if you contact a local ham radio club, they off they tend to offer uh, technicians classes and they may charge for them. So when you contact them, find out all the information you can from them and then uh go from there. After you complete the class, 
there is a test you have to take, and it is 35 questions long. It's multiple choice, and it's not as difficult as one would think. Uh, there is a charge for it, and I'll get into that right now. In a statement sent out by the ARRL, that's the Amateur Radio Relay League, dated March 24th of this year, 2022, effective April 19, 2022, a $35 fee will apply for applications for new amateur radio licenses, modifications, upgrade, and sequential call sign change, renewal, and vanity call signs. Further on, the statement reads, there will be no fee for administrative updates such as change of mailing address or email address. Once you pass your test and you're issued a, a call sign by the FCC, you are, for all intents and purposes, a ham radio operator. You do not know, you do not have to know anything about radio, electronics, radio waves, anything to get into amateur radio. Also, since 2007, you no longer need to pass a Morse code test to become a ham radio operator. You'll learn about radio waves, RF radiation, antenna theory, and everything else. It is very easy to get into, and it's mostly memorization. You get your hands-on experience once you get your call sign and license and your first radio. Now, there are three levels of license in amateur radio, and they are technician. This is the very first license you receive. You must pass a 35-question test on radio theory, regulations, operating practices. The license gives you access to all amateur radio frequencies above 30 megahertz. You will also have HF or high frequency voice privileges on the 10 meter frequency, which ranges from 28.300 megahertz to 28.500 megahertz. So you can get a feel of how HF works and the excitement of long distance communications. As a tech, you have CW or Morse code privileges on the 10 meter, 15 meter, 40 meter, and 80 meter frequency bands, if you know Morse code. General is the second license level. You must, again, pass a 35 question multiple choice test, as well as already hold a technician license. Being a general license holder gives you some operating privileges on all amateur bands and all modes. This level of license opens up the door for worldwide communication. Consequently, this is the license level that I currently hold. Extra is the highest license level. You must pass a 50 question multiple choice test, as well as have the two previous license levels. With this level, you have access to operating privileges on all amateur bands and all modes of communication. In the prepping community, 
There is great information on first aid, gardening, water conservation, security, and the like. But one prep that seems to be lacking is communications, which is where I come in. Uh, you need to have knowledge on how comms work or the fact that to use your Chinese dual band handheld radio, you actually need a license from the FCC. There are a lot of preppers out there who have purchased the same Chinese dual band radio, expecting to be able to communicate over long distances. With this type of radio, it's not likely to happen as the, these are best suited for local communications. Radio to radio, also called simplex, the range is limited to maybe one to five miles depending on terrain. And with repeater access, that range can be extended up to 30 plus miles in area. Now, what a repeater is, a repeater is a device that receives low power transmissions and transmits them at higher power and higher elevation. The repeater is usually set on top of a high antenna on a tall building in a major city or on a hill or mountaintop in more rural areas. To access the repeater, one needs to know both the uplink or listening frequency and the downlink or transmitting frequency, as well as the offset or the difference between the channels receive and transmit frequencies, as well as CTCSS tones that the repeater owner may have set. Without this information, you will not be able to connect your radio to the repeater at all. And this is the part that some in the prepper community don't understand. They will buy their radios, which is a very positive step, but they'll put them away with their other preps and forget about them until the time the radios are needed. Those preppers do not practice with their radios as they would with their other preps. And then when the time for the radios are to be, are to be used, they have no clue, one, how to program them, and two, how to access repeaters so they can communicate efficiently and effectively. For the above reasons, I have started this podcast and my YouTube channel to give the prepping community correct information to use their radios and the airwaves in a manner that is not only following the law, but allowing them concise communication before, during, and after an SHTF situation. I hope that I've piqued your interest with this endeavor, and I hope that you'll come along on this journey with me. If you're interested in checking out my YouTube channel, the address is www.youtube.com forward slash c forward slash K0MRD Radio Prepper. If you find any value in this podcast, please consider supporting it with a monthly donation just to keep the show alive. This is K0MRD, your radio prepper, signing off, 7-3.